Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bobby Nutrition Podcast for our wonderful, wonderful clients and members, whatever you want to, what would you call them? Clients? What are you guys? You are boblets, right? It's the boblets. Boblets. (laughs) We don't use that term in a while. Bobby Nutrition team. Client sounds very like formal, I feel. And like our relationships, like it's so much more than that. So, but friends yeah, is like too true. casual, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the boblets, it's the boblets. Um, yeah. So today we have got, well, me, Emma, we've got Tyra and Bianca, Rose is on holiday, Rob is busy doing his his uh, his things, um, but I'm sure he will chime in at some point um, in his own way. Um, so we've got three questions we're going to cover today. All very varied, actually, which is exciting. Mm. Um, so we're going to start with the first one, which is how do people start program uh, programming? Programming? How do they start the program with regards to meal prepping and incorporation of exercise? I'm assuming I've read that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. so meal prepping that's actually really hard meal prepping and incorporation it's of not exercise. meaning now <laughs> so what i would say is first really get clear on your relationship with meal prepping and with exercise right so previously when you would have started various different programs meal prepping would have been you know something that you have to do to like reach your calorie goals, to reach your protein goals, whatever that is. And exercise would have been kind of almost focused for, you know, to burn calories or for fat loss. And I I feel like I can speak for all of us in terms of that meal prepping is there to support your lifestyle. It's to support you eating enough. It's to, to support your relationship with food, organization, etc. And exercise is there not not just, well, we don't even really encourage it for fat loss, really. It's it's to support muscle building. It's to support your own feeling of well-being, your health. So it's getting clear on what your intentions are for that. Because again, if you are meal prepping because you feel like you have to, and you're exercising because you feel like you have to, or you should be doing it, I wonder how motivating, how, how long that is going to last. So really get clear on your intention and what that looks like. And then in terms of starting, for me, I sometimes just start small, you know, like, for example, okay, maybe I'm just going to start meal prepping one meal that I find, you know, I sometimes skip out on, let's say a lunch or breakfast, for example. An exercise, again, once you're clear on the type of exercise you want to do, how can you make it easy for yourself? And then I would have almost three different versions, depending on how chaotic your week is, of what your expectations of yourself is. So if it's easy week, you realize that you can prep your lunch, your breakfast and your lunch, and exercising three times a week, great. If it's a little bit more of a chaotic week, maybe it's that, it's just your lunches, um maybe a few breakfasts and exercising twice a week and if it's really chaotic 
then maybe just your lunches and once a week. So you've got to find out what works for you. But I'm going to hand it off now because I've blabbed for too long. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think this program is probably very different to the things that you've done in the past, where perhaps when you start right from the get go, maybe you get like a structured meal plan to follow um, and an exercise plan to go along with that with lots of targets, lots of counting, lots of rules, lots of things that you've got to kind of look up on it and make sure that you're sort of hitting the mark and whatnot so it can feel quite weird coming onto a program like this where it is a bit more like we we want to empower you we give you the power we're not here to say you have to do this this is what your meal plan meal prep meal planning this is what it has to look like um and I actually think I think like if you're starting, I'm assuming this person is like it's starting their journey with us, right? And I actually think a lot of the time meal prepping per se probably isn't really needed right from the start. I think a lot of the time what's more important from a from a starting point, if we look at digging our heels in and starting to build a foundation of a healthy relationship with food um, and exercise as well. But I think, you know, it's, starting to introduce like looking into your natural hunger cues so a tool like the hunger scale and noticing like what do different levels of hunger feel like in your body because so often we do just plan things and we ignore like oh maybe this actually isn't really enough food maybe I don't really like this food maybe it's not even satisfying but we're just going uh, going by oh look like these are my targets. This is what I'm, this, this is the plan. I can't stray from it. Where actually maybe at this point we need to be reintroducing like, what does, what, what, what does being too hungry feel like? Like, what does this type of food, how does this make me feel? How much energy does this amount of carbs give me? Like all of these things. So I say focusing on that is probably going to be more helpful and Things like having regular meal timing. So you're not going really, really long hours without, you know, without eating, um, like eating every three to four hours, starting to introduce a more regular timing, looking at what's on your plate, you know, basing each meal off of protein and plants and then adding in your carbs and fats, like building a healthful meal rather than kind of just trying to plan and, and prep and stuff. Um, and and of course, you know, a big reason why you're probably on this program is possibly like chaotic eating or emotional eating. So actually, before we start thinking about meal planning, meal prepping, all of this kind of stuff, it's like, right, let's deal with some emotional regulation strategies. I would say that would be to start in terms of exercise, have a watch of on the membership site, um, improving your relationship with exercise. That's in the creating a new identity part of the membership site. Um, that will be a really, really helpful one. Because again, if you're coming into this with the belief or the thought that, you know, exercise should be hard, exercise is like Emma was was saying, like it's there to burn calories or help you lose weight. Actually, that's not gonna, <laughs> that's not gonna be very appealing. That's not gonna be very fun. So I think have a watch of that video. Think about what do you want exercise to give back to you? How do you want exercise to make you feel? What do you enjoy? Again, what's realistic? use that as a starting point so you are in the driver's seat rather than you know thinking oh I should do this or I have to do this yeah great answers I think have I got anything to add to these so I think I really just want to acknowledge that when you're coming from this place of really rigid rules and restriction 
coming onto a program like this can feel absolutely terrifying. So I just want to say like self-compassion, give yourself some love here because this is really hard. Going back on another diet would be way easier, right? But what we actually want to do is try and get you away from having these really rigid rules in place that we can, so that we can understand where we need to work on, where do we need to start building trust? Like we need to become aware of your food rules. We need to become aware of, yeah, maybe where you're disconnected from yourself. And if you're really, you know, really structured, you're probably not going to be able to see that so much. So I think as much as, you know, you want something to kind of cling on to, you could maybe have some guidelines. Emma, the great webinar that you did, Nutrition, Am I Missing Something? In there you talk about the health of three. And I think if you want some kind of loose guidelines that can kind of get you through your first few months on this program while you're trying to understand yourself a bit better, it could be good to follow a structure like that because it's not so, I mean, it allows for a bit more flexibility, right? And like Emma and Tyra said, this is going to be about eating regularly and really trying to understand why you're eating, what you're eating, your hunger cues. There's a lot to learn in the first few months for sure. So that's kind of my input on that part. The exercise yeah, part of it, yeah, the exercise part, I think, again, is take the pressure off and really start small. Like, sometimes just a daily walk is nice, but uh, the intention behind the exercise is one of the main things. <clears throat> I've got a, a thing here that I say to all of my new clients. I want you to come from a place of I can move my body because it makes me feel good and it supports my overall health. Exercise is not for burning off what you just ate. And like oh. it's, again, it's really challenging this. Why do I want to move? Is this coming from a place of punishment or is this coming from a place of nourishment? And we really want it to come from this place of nourishment because that's what we want for you. We're trying to really shift your mindset here. Uh, but patience, I think patience is going to be the biggest thing that you need when starting this program. So, yeah, I think that's kind of added a little bit to your, your pieces. Absolutely. I think what it's... I think a huge summary from what we were all saying is that don't come into this creating more structure and, and rules for yourself that is therefore hiding why you feel like you need that structure and rules. It's like you almost got to, it's like a almost a mask, you know, that you wear. It's like, well, if I can just stick to this structure and, and these rules, then everything will be okay. But actually we've got to take away that mask and be like, well, why is there this need of this rigid structure in the first place? Where is the mistrust coming from? Where is the chaotic eating happening? Why is it happening? So sometimes, yes, there's need for guidance and there's need for organization, but not this rigidity. It needs to be able to flow like your life flows because, you know, one day to the next, one week to the next, it's never the same. You can have guidance. You can have goals that you're, you're reaching towards, but it doesn't need to be this rigid thing um amazing ladies right let's go on to the next question so the weather is warm now where i live in addition i am overweight which means that i sweat faster and i always find that very annoying and i'm ashamed of it how can i deal with this a little easier for myself how do others do this mm -hmm. very interesting so the thing that comes to me first off is that Again, I, I think that everybody sweats a different amount, right? So I think you have to kind of accept that, okay, maybe I might sweat a little bit more than another person. 
But then what does that mean? All it is, is it's just my body regulating its temperature. And that's really clever that it's doing that. So I would even take a completely different approach of how you see the sweating part and that it's just your body helping you to regulate your temperature. That's all it is. It doesn't need to mean anything else. And I know it's a bit irritating and it's probably, you know, it's not always nice to be super sweaty as someone who also sweats quite a bit, like can be like, oh, God, I've got to wipe my face again, etc. But I think it's that there'll be one voice that is, you know, the reason why you feel ashamed of it probably is because you feel like everyone is looking at you and being like, why is she sweating so much? But that's because that's how you're looking at yourself. Again, it's this self-objectification of you are looking at yourself, judging yourself. And so that's what you believe everybody else is doing too. What if you started to look at yourself from the outside and went, damn, I'm working hard. I'm working really hard. My body's working really hard. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. I'm so proud of it. And that way, maybe that's what you're going to also see what other people are going to see. That's how I work in the gym. It's like when I'm working hard, my face gets so red. And I remember as a child, I used to be so ashamed of that. And I always called myself like an inverse clown because, you know, I was red all over and around my eyes, around my mouth was all white, right? So it's kind of, and of course you just use humor to like, you know, push that, that, you know, shame off. But now I'm just like, this is just showing how freaking hard I have worked. And I'm not ashamed of that. So again, focusing what you are doing and why your body is doing what it's doing rather than seeing your body from the outside and and being ashamed of it. That's not to say, you know, that little voice that is shaming won't come up, but you've got to be your biggest cheerleader. Yeah, you've got to connect why it's important for you to go out and do this movement and um, be okay with, with with, with the sweat. You know, um, it might be that you bring it in, you know, you bring extra clothes for yourself in addition. So when you get to a place that you're going, that you can just you can just change work with yourself rather than against it. Yeah, I love that. Have you guys heard of the spotlight effect? I feel like I have. I yeah. Um, Tell us more, I've Bianca. Talk- <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking to a lot of clients this week because, you know, body image struggles are real right now. You know, there's this massive fear of what people are thinking if we're wearing our shorts, if we're wearing our bikinis on the beach, you know. So the spotlight effect is the tendency to believe that others notice and remember us more than they actually do. People Mm. often overestimate the extent to which they are being observed or evaluated by others. So this, like, shame that's coming with this sweating, what I'm hearing is there's this uh, fear of judgment from other people. And having that fear, you know, you're probably then going to get more sweaty and irritated because you're worrying about what these other people are thinking. But actually, how would it feel if you took the spotlight off yourself, right, and came into your body rather than, like Emma said, that objectification of yourself? But I just thought this was really interesting. Like, it's actually a thing. It's actually a thing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that that's quite an interesting reframe, actually, that we can do here is it's okay that you feel bad about it it's okay how can we meet that with some self-compassion and how can we meet that with you know everyone's got their own insecurities that they're worrying about they're probably not going to care about your stuff um and how can we I guess when you're in that moment how can you remind yourself of that to make you feel more comfortable tips for 
clothing when it's hot linen and cotton are my go-tos like I cannot deal with anything that's like too synthetic like it makes me super sweaty oh no so Mm -mm. I mean coming from the person that used to wear black jeans black long sleeve top all summer round because you know that's what (laughs) that's what we did back then but what does your body want what does it need you know if you (laughs) gift yourself with wearing shorts or clothes that feel comfortable in this heat and um, maybe carry around some tissues so you can give your head a little wipe you know what would make you feel comfortable um so that's that's my little input on that one I love that I love that so much I don't have a huge deal to add but yeah I think just reinforcing this idea like some people do sweat more than others I also think it's not necessarily always directed towards like body size I think there's almost like an undertone of like blame here as in like oh it's because I'm overweight and it's like release that because you know it's it, it, some, sometimes it's genetic like some people just are more sweaty I am like Emma I can so relate I am an inverted clown as well like when I work really really hard I literally get like blotchy and I used to I remember PE and I used to get so embarrassed you know what boys are like as well yeah. uh, I would get so embarrassed because I would be like red cheeks and then like yeah our eyes and mouth like white and then like I get yes. um on my neck as well and that's aggravated by sweats and then I'll be like yeah patchy red itchy and you if, yeah you you think like oh my goodness just everyone is looking at me and then you sweat more because it's embarrassing so I think like just drop the the sort of shame and the blame drop that like sweating like Emma was saying it's such a normal bodily process and actually if we didn't sweat we would probably end up overheating and die (laughs) like it's so it's vital it's pretty it's kind of important that we do sweat so again like I think reframing that remind yourself what, what stories are you telling yourself about the sweat that it's unattractive that it's gross that it's because you're in a larger body like are these true are they helpful like actually what is the benefit of saying this about yourself like what is what's actually happening here like your body is noticing it's hot so it's producing sweat so that you know when the wind hits it 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 cools you down like what a gift that your body is functioning that's exactly what it's supposed to be doing so I think yeah drop the shame um it's so normal if other people do have a problem with that my goodness that says a lot about them and that's not your problem to fix like if they are judging you not your problem um and yeah exactly like Bianca said like dress like you like like you love yourself not like you're trying to just cover yourself up um you get those I've got one from Thailand one of those like handheld fans that like you know the the ones that like whip out and then you like fan yourself like feel fabulous well, even the Have ones with the motor they're like the little yes, ones that you hold. With that the reminds me of really Disney. We we had we we got those when we went to Disney, and that you get ones that like spray water at you as well. And like everyone mm-hmm. has them. Like you, yeah, like <laughs> just the practical stuff, a cool towel around your neck. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's so normal. It's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. And most likely, like with the spotlight effect, like most likely you are judging yourself more than anyone else is. So the second you can kind of release that, you're probably instantly going to feel so much better, so much lighter. Do you know what I'm going to do this week? Is I'm going to send a photo of my inverse clown, reverse clown face. Oh, yes. We want to see this. Yes. (laughs) 
And Tyra, we would like one of you too. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Look great. And then like, I've got, I don't know about you, but like I have mad baby hairs, like over here. It's like the inverse clown and then the mad like frizz that goes on. We look a little mental, but it's okay. It's great. Mm -hmm. Love it. (laughs) Fabulous. Um, Cool. Right. Last question. Let's do this. So dealing with pre-menstrual period um so i'm assuming it's maybe premenstrual tension yeah so like kind of the 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 discomfort and everything beforehand well the the crazy i don't even say crazy but just the the the, the changes the changes so how to control or accept or deal with all the negative that comes in the days before the periods and how to better deal with hunger uh, in that period this is this is, I mean, I don't know about you, you ladies, but this is something that I really have to track because mm. it would kind of sneak up on me every single month. And I would be like, why do I feel so miserable and low and awful? And then I started to realize, oh, there's a pattern here. Um, mm. So that I think is, uh, it sounds like you're already aware of that this happens to you, but maybe is there a way that you can set a reminder of just kind of reminding yourself, you know, rem- you know, just be aware these, you know, more tough days are coming up. Um, I think also just having some words of affirmation for yourself, like this is, you know, these thoughts and these feelings will pass. They're a, they are a result of my changes in my hormones and it's not me. So it's kind of like separating yourself out from what is happening with, you know, with the changes in your body. Um around and I think you've got it it's like do I control this or do I accept this and really I'm always gonna I think we are always gonna say acceptance because you can't control it the only other way that you can control it or is really by seeing if there's either supplements or support that you can you can get from you know from a practitioner from a doctor around that period of time I mean I I know I've had some friends who they're the PMT is so bad they have just needed to to take some antidepressants around that day those days um but that's something you really need to talk to your doctor about but again I think it's more about acceptance and on those days really making an intentional effort to take care of yourself you know almost even more effort than you normally would so making sure that your meals really are as, as balanced as they can be um, that you maybe do allow yourself to have some extra calories during during that period of time. Um, there's no like one size fits all with this, but we tend to you know burn or use up a little bit more more calories during that period of time. But it would be that instead of being in a deficit, you just come up to maintenance during those days. You know, just your body is trying to tell you something. Yeah, we we can't to kind of accept what it's trying to tell us but it doesn't mean that we use it as an excuse to be chaotic about it it's just that we say oh okay my hunger is a little bit higher this week how can I support myself with that rather than going I shouldn't be hungry I need to control myself and that's when the chaotic eating happens because you're trying to ignore what your body is trying to tell you so kindness kindness compassion informing yourself and allowing for extra eating to happen as well that's yeah. kind of my little. I think cents. you know. Let 
let the neggy feels come in. I was always used to be like, oh, why do I feel like this? Why do I feel? And it just used to make it a hell of a lot, hell of a lot worse, right? So yesterday for me, it was one of those days where I was like, I had plans to meet a friend for a walk. I had this going on. And I thought, you know what? I need to sit and watch a musical on the sofa yes. with, I don't know, I couldn't work out if I needed caramel nibbles, you know, the caramel nibbles that usually solve everything, or whether I needed like an apple and some nuts and something a bit more nourishing. But so I got in touch with my friend and I was like, look, I need some time. And I really just acknowledged that I was feeling a bit crap because these things want to be seen, right? Yeah, you're feeling a bit hormonal. That's okay. Like it happens. And I think like Emma said, what really helps is uh, becoming aware of the patterns. Quite often when you start this journey, they start this kind of program, you're not connected to your internal cues at all, you know? So for what yeah when you're eating when you need to move so the same can be for like your your menstrual cycle as well so I think what can really help is acknowledging naming those negative emotions and just kind of letting them be there and then honoring you know if you are a little bit more hungry on some of the days you can honor that if that feels right or you can you you know it's understanding what you actually do need in that in that moment you can allow yourself to be hungry if you want but you know it, it depends where you are in your journey as well with your relationship to food um but yeah you know every month it's like what is going on <laughs> it happened yeah. even though I know I I know I'm very aware of my pattern and it still gives me a bit of a shocker so uh oh. you know <laughs> I'm the same feel I it. feel like I feel like PMS Tyra is a different person to like normal Tyra I get hit hard like really hard um but again like if you exactly like what you ladies have said like if you track your menstrual cycle like I I would say if you're not doing that 100% there's so many free apps um that you can use I personally use um natural cycles so it takes your temperature every morning and it's it's really really accurate um it just gives you that deeper awareness and then it's not every month like what is happening it's kind of like okay I can take a step back I can gain awareness of these thoughts I can notice that they're there but also I know this happens every month like it's okay it's temporary um I would say for this person as well have a watch of the video in the membership site it's called um the men I'm pretty sure it's just called the menstrual cycle um it's in the understanding yourself better treasure chest to emotional versus logical brain um definitely have a watch of that because it's an hour long on the menstrual cycle and exactly how to you know deal deal with this the different approaches you might try uh take um but i think you know be instead of seeing this as a really really negative time and a time that's really really challenging which it might be like we're not denying that but almost see it as an opportunity for you to like tune into your body and maybe use it as a time where you go right okay what do I need how can I care for myself in this time like what adjustments do I need to make do I need to make sure that when I'm like planning my schedule um if I'm in that you know like week before my period into like the first few days of my period maybe I make sure that I don't make any big like (laughs) I don't schedule any big plans and maybe I actually implement more time to do things like journaling crying even like just sitting and just being um you know, make sure that you're actually showing up for yourself in that way. So yeah, if that means slightly changing your routine around this time, absolutely do that. Um, 
And I think as well, like don't give any meaning to the thoughts that might come up about your body fluctuations. We know like the logical brain, like we know that your body, it's impossible that your body would change overnight. Like we know that you're, you don't suddenly gain fat overnight, but we also know that your body image can fluctuate like crazy, like absolute crazy. So if you are noticing that you are waking up and you are feeling bloated and your clothes, you know, maybe feel a bit tight. Again, like we said with the previous question, like pick clothes that feel good. Um, don't don't just assume that these thoughts that are telling you that you've gained weight or you're this or you're that, you can notice them, let them be there, but don't buy into that narrative, especially if this is a narrative that comes up every month. You can kind of go, oh, okay, I know this narrative. I know this thought. I know this story. Um, but we know that it doesn't, these thoughts are not, truth it's not automatically truth um and yeah like if you tune tune in have a look at what your values are and when it comes to the the hunger before I can so relate to this um what the science tells us like Emma was saying like we do tend to burn more calories but it's I don't know about you guys but I feel like it's like a million more calories than usual I'm so hungry but actually what the science tells us (laughs) is it's like between like oh yeah maybe like 50 to 200 yeah. which is really annoying that's like a slice of toast with some like peanut butter on or whatever but you know it's I think choose whether you want to totally just embrace it understand that you're going to feel hungrier and honor that or if you know you want to still maybe you're you know in in a more of a fat loss phase and you're being a little bit more intentional then it's you know maybe using this time to almost ride the wave because we know that when it comes to cravings and stuff we know that it's it's temporary it's not this fixed state that you're in so maybe again using it as an opportunity to go right I'm going to surf the urge I'm going to practice using some other tools in my toolbox to help make you know help support myself through this um the only thing that I would add that's also not in the, I don't think it's in the webinar that I did on the menstrual cycle. Um, In terms of supplements, again, there's not a huge, there's not a huge deal out there that there's evidence to support, but I think um, there is some evidence supporting Chastberry Vitex. It goes by Vitex or Chastberry. I started taking this a few months ago because when I say I'm a different person around, (laughs) like I'm, I'm not kidding. Like it hit me hard. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm one person, so don't take this as gospel, but over the past few months, I definitely have seen an improvement. Um, but yeah, whether that's placebo also might be placebo, don't know. Um, but yeah, I think just use it as an opportunity to really be in tune with your body, listen to your body. Um, and yeah, give yourself the support that you need. Yeah, it's about taking care, right? At this time, you need the care. I think, you know, this is really challenging. Quite a lot of our clients, they're coming in from this place of being in survival mode. So they're not actually used to gifting themselves time to rest. So actually this time can feel super challenging. And yeah, you just need to really meet yourself where you're at. And yeah, there needs to be some love. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that is all Mm -hmm. for today, guys. And we look forward to seeing well getting your next questions in for the two weeks time um but yes thank you everybody and we'll speak to everybody very soon Bye. bye bye